Welcome to This Week in Astrology. This is episode number 549 for August 31 through September 6th, 2020. What's new? A massively aspected Virgo full moon complete with an amazing five aspect patterns highlights the week. We also have four previously interpreted standalone aspect patterns speaking, as well as nine bonus aspects. A lot going on this week. Thanks so much for joining me. I'm your host, Benjamin Bernstein, broadcasting from thisweekinastrology.com. I simultaneously record these weekly forecasts as an audio podcast and as a video, so you can choose whichever format you prefer. The video version includes my chart graphics for things like lunations and aspect patterns. We'll be seeing a bunch of those today on the video. You can also see these graphics if you read my forecasts online. Just go to astroshaman.com, click blog on the menu bar, and then choose the astrology forecasts category. Please leave me a rating, review, or comment wherever you're getting this episode so others like you can find it. What's old as we come into this week, we've got a waxing moon and five retrograde planets, Jupiter, Saturn, Pluto, Chiron, and Uranus. Also two continuing aspect patterns that I will be telling you about because they're also peaking this week. In fact, there's more than two continuing, so we'll get into all that here in just a moment. Let's now move to our individual days of the week, starting with Monday, August 31st. Let's start with our first bonus aspect that isn't in the written forecast. All these bonus aspects are only in this podcast and video. It's the Sun Quincunx Chiron. That's the Sun at 8 Virgo and Chiron at 8 Aries. And there's some resonance here. The Sun in Virgo, uh, Virgo and Chiron have similar qualities. What I would say is as you're moving forward, especially if it's in service or in anything related to health, whether it's your health or health you're promoting for someone else, what adjustments are needed? The quincunx is an angle of adjustment required, and Chiron is the wounded healer archetype. It's all about healing and such. So I'd say the healing theme is really strong here. So here on August 31st, any activities you want to put toward healing or service, Chiron's also the mentor who helps other people, healing and service look like very strong themes, especially in line with what adjustments can I make? Even if it's awesome, can I tweak it up just to the next level? Uh, I was once told back in my sales rep days back in Oklahoma, my sales manager said, you know, being a great sales rep isn't about doing one thing a thousand percent better. It's about doing a thousand things one percent better. And that could be such a Virgo motto. And it's certainly something I take to heart. So uh, that might be an interesting idea to keep in mind here on the 31st with the sun, Quincunx Chiron. Let's get into September. Tuesday, September 1st, as I said in my August 7 forecast, we're already well into 75 days of committed partnership T-squares. These feature a Mars-Juno opposition, squaring 2020's most important aspect, the mighty Jupiter-Saturn-Pluto triple conjunction. One or more of these T-squares has been in effect since July 18 and will continue through October 2nd. To heat things up even more, Venus joined Mars, Juno, Saturn, and Pluto to form a Grand Cross, astrology's most challenging aspect pattern. This Grand Cross started on August 23rd, peaks today on September 1st, and ends on September 7th. What I said in my August 7 forecast about these T-squares becomes even more true with this Grand Cross. Even the best committed partnerships might feel challenged. As usual, I recommend nonviolent communication to work out any issues with your partner and my free healing invocation to assist you with your personal shadow work. Links to both of those are in the show notes. 
The greater the challenge, the greater the possible breakthrough. Committed partners who work skillfully with these intense energies can emerge with their relationships functioning on a whole new level of awesomeness. This grand cross also massively energizes Venus's other meanings. The energy you have for creative accomplishment could go off the charts. Financial matters are also amped up, but be careful with this setup. Your fortunes could turn either way. I have a friend who just made a big bet against the stock market and he lost a ton of money. Amazing in times like these that the stock market can just keep going up, at least for the time being. By the way, that's not a prediction. <laughs> Do your due diligence before you invest. We've also got another aspect pattern today. Powerful and harmonious communication and creativity are supported by a mystic rectangle that started on August 26th, peaks today on September 1st, and ends on the 5th. First theme is communication. Virgoan, that's the adjectival form of Virgo, by the way, Virgoan Mercury supports learning and communication and also helps it to be precise and service-oriented. Cancerian Venus allows you to engage in heartfelt relating. Neptune helps inspire communication and can help dissolve the boundary between those who are relating. Finally, Saturn and Pluto let you communicate with power and authority and help you achieve practical outcomes. So creativity, the other theme, Cancerian Venus represents emotionally moving artistry, while Neptune represents the flow of divine inspiration. Saturn and Pluto help you work without inhibition and get a ton done. Mercury supports verbal or written creativity. Finally, Mercury's placement in Virgo can help you polish up the details after you have flowed the initial inspiration into your project. Based on my own past experience, don't start editing and tweaking and refining until you've got that messy first draft out and accomplished. We have a bonus aspect here on September 1st. It's Mercury trine Pluto. Mercury is 23 Virgo. Pluto is 23 Capricorn. And this is really powerful. Mercury's in Virgo, which is like Mercury is a ruler of Virgo. And that's saying, okay, I'm really focused on service or health or getting the details right. Uh, Pluto coming in by a soft, harmonious trine says, I'm going to energize all that very smoothly. So any of that Virgo stuff I just mentioned or communication or teaching, which are Mercury keywords, are really smoothly empowered in the days around September one. And I no longer say this in the podcast, it's in the show notes, but um, when I do a quicker planet aspect, anything you know involving the sun, Mercury, or Venus, that's about a week either side, in effect, from the date I name. And if it's a Mars aspect, normally it takes a couple of weeks either side. Depends how quickly the planets are moving or if they're stationing, but that's the rule of thumb broadly. Let's go on to Wednesday, September 2nd. A full moon shines forth at 1.22 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time at 10 degrees, 12 minutes Pisces. Any Pisces full moon is great for release or adjustment in spirituality, inspired creativity, dream work, and flow state. If appropriate, changes in the following areas could also be helpful. Substance abuse, excessive escapism, aimless drifting, or playing the victim. Aspects. This full moon is massively aspected. These aspects form several aspect patterns, including, in fact, there's five of them. Grand cross with Venus, Mars, Juno, and Saturn. A kite with the moon, sun, Pallas, Athena, and Uranus. Two mirror image Thor's hammers. The first Thor's hammer is moon, Venus, Juno. The second one is sun, Mars, Saturn. And there's a hard rectangle with the moon, sun, Mars, and Juno. 
We'll get into all those here as we go along. Relationship intensity is definitely in the mix. The Grand Cross with Venus, Mars, Juno, and Saturn is the most potent aspect pattern within this lunation. Venus, relationship, and Juno, committed partnership, receive hard aspects from two dignified planets, Mars in Aries and Saturn in Capricorn. Dignified means they're in a sign that they rule. And these planets tend to bring challenge. This Grand Cross is also part of the insanely complicated aspect pattern that peaks today, but I'll have more on that in a moment. If there are wounds or weak spots in a relationship, this Grand Cross could bring them to the surface. The Venus Juno moon Thor's hammer could have a similar effect. The Grand Cross can also empower a relationship strengths with new fire and passion, Mars and Aries, and a more solid structure and foundation, Saturn and Capricorn. Creative energy, Venus, can also be blessed with energy, Mars, and endurance, Saturn, by this Grand Cross, especially if done in partnership, Juno. The kite invites you to lead with your intuition, that's Uranus as well as the moon in Pisces, and then refine, sun in Virgo, your inspired download with strategy and diplomacy, that would be Pallas Athena. The Thor's hammer with Sun, Mars, and Saturn offers energy, Mars, and stick to Saturn, to support your service, health, or routines, Virgo. Finally, <laughs> the hard rectangle with the Moon, Sun, Venus, and Saturn reinforces existing themes, relationship challenge, and inspired creativity productively expressed. Pretty intense full moon there. Okay, what about that insanely complicated aspect pattern? It is one of the most complicated aspect patterns I've ever seen, and it's peaking today. It has no official name I know of, so I'll just call it a double grand cross slash double mystic rectangle. It started on August 29, peaks today on September 2nd, and ends on the 4th. It contains Mercury, Venus, Mars, Juno, Saturn, Neptune, Pluto, and the lunar nodes. With amazingly tight symmetry, it weaves together the following aspect patterns, a grand cross with Venus, Mars, Juno, Saturn, and Pluto. Another grand cross with Mercury, Neptune, and the lunar nodes. There's a mystic rectangle in there with Mercury, Venus, Neptune, and Pluto, and a different mystic rectangle with Mars, Juno, and the lunar nodes. How simply can we interpret such a complicated aspect pattern? At its heart, it boils down to communication, represented by Mercury and the lunar nodes in Gemini and Sagittarius, in committed partnership represented by Juno and Venus. If that relationship serves the highest good, that's the lunar nodes, you can relax into flow state, Neptune, and communicate exactly what your partner needs to hear. You're invited to initiate this communication, Mars and Aries, to speak with the authority, Saturn, of your inner knowing, Neptune, and to catalyze transformation, Pluto, with your words. Wasn't so bad, was it? Okay, bonus aspect time here on September 2nd. We've got two of them. We've got Venus opposing Saturn. Venus is 26 Cancer, and Saturn is 26 Capricorn. Actually, you know what? I kind of brought that into the interpretation I already gave. And in a nutshell, if you take it as a standalone, Venus opposed Saturn can bring up challenge in relationship. 
Uh, again, a, relation, a challenge doesn't arise unless it's a weak point that probably needs some attention anyway. And when such challenge arises, it's always good to say, hey, can we work together to heal this, to you know, harmonize this part of our connection? Or sometimes it shows you a reason why the relationship should not continue. It depends on the circumstance. And Venus also can represent artistry. And therefore, Saturn uh, can work two ways. One, it could be a creative block. I just can't get past what I need to do here. But especially with Venus in Cancer, where it's inviting you to follow your heart, um, really feeling into what am I called to express. Sometimes if there's a creative blog, it's because you're trying to do something because you think it'll be commercially successful or someone else wants you to do it, but it's not really what your muse is calling you to do. And if you get to, okay, what am I really being called to create? And you go in that direction, then Saturn often can stop blocking you, which was for your highest good, perhaps in the first place, when you were trying to do the wrong artistic thing. And now he says, oh, fine, I'll give you discipline and focus and endurance and let's get this done together. So Saturn's not a bad guy. He just tends to block or throw roadblocks when you're out of sync. Now, I will mention also, just on a side note, sometimes Saturn does come up when you're on the right path because of some kind of initiation, a test to see if you have the endurance, the grit to get past the obstacle and prove your worthiness to get to the next level of whatever you're doing. So he can do that too. That's why he's called the stern taskmaster. We have another aspect here on September 2nd, Sun trine Uranus. Sun's at 11 Virgo, Uranus is at 11 Taurus. Um, sun is the core of identity, vitality. Uranus is intuitive flash, genius, you know, lots of electrical energy. Trine is smooth, easy connection. So a Sun-Uranus trine tends to be exciting and harmonious and happy. Uh, the Sun in Virgo, it says this, these in, Uranus is the guy who sends down the intuitive flashes and the genius and the inspiration. So this could easily flow into, wow, how can I serve more effectively? How can I get my details right? How can I take my health to the next level or promote the health of others? Those are all ways that the Virgo sun trining Uranus could easily play out. Let's move on to Thursday, September 3rd. Another bonus aspect, Mercury trines Saturn. Mercury is at 26 Virgo. Saturn is at 26 Capricorn. By the way, I do round the nearest degree when I do these individual aspects. And that's just really good for all the communication. I mean, Saturn, when it trines, it gives harmonious, you know, consistent support, good foundation, good discipline, focus, maturity. And Mercury, you know, could be his standard learn or communicate. Or in Virgo, as I said already, he could be focusing on health or service or getting the details right on something. So those are ways you can use that Mercury-Saturn trine on September 3rd. Next up, Friday, September 4th, your ability to serve others, focus on health, and catch the little details is powerfully juiced by a Thor's hammer that started on August 30th, peaks today on September 4th, and ends on September 7th. The Virgo sun is at the tip of the aspect pattern, while Mars in Aries and Saturn in Capricorn hold down the back end. I mentioned this aspect pattern briefly in this week's full moon interpretation, but I flesh it out more fully right now. Since this is a semi-hard aspect pattern, there could also be difficulties. Mars can symbolize aggression or attack, and Saturn loves to manage things. If you find yourself being challenged like this, do what you can to analyze the situation before acting. Finally, consider whether a challenging situation could actually help you perhaps by inviting you to step more fully into your power. Is this happening to you or for you? 
this day has four bonus aspects and three of them are related. Uh, there's three aspects here on September 4th that involve Mercury, Venus, and Mars. I'm just giving them all the coordinates right up front and then I'll tell you how they all weave together. There's a Venus-Mars square, Venus 28 Cancer, Mars at 28 Aries. There's a Mercury-Mars quincunx, Mercury 28 Virgo, Mars 28 Aries, and there's a Mercury-Venus sextile, Mercury 28 Virgo, Venus 28 Cancer. So basically, we've got Mercury, Venus, and Mars playing with each other with a combination of soft and heart connections. How do you put all that together? Well, let's see. Mercury could be communication. Okay, so Venus can harmonize the communication and make you want to connect with folks. Mars can add intensity, drive passion. So use skillfully these aspects together can say, wow, I can communicate with additional fire, with additional harmony. It could be great. If you're less skillful with it, you could be too aggressive or, you know, controlling or angry. And that, of course, could be a dark side play out of the same planets playing together. This could also, of course, be other people approaching you in similar ways of communicating. These aspects, of course, are both sending and receiving energy. Also, let's think creativity. Venus is the artist. Mercury is writing. Um, that's how it's most commonly expressed, writing, communicating, you know, some kind of concept communication. Um, and then Mars energizes it. So these aspects also could be juicy for creativity. And you could even use it for learning, uh, Mercury, again, I'm taking in information. Venus, I get to do it harmoniously, perhaps by interacting with other person in relationship and Mars energizing the whole thing. So those are three different ways that Mercury and Venus and Mars could play together under these aspects today on September 4th. But we're not done. One more aspect here on September 4th, Uranus square Vesta. Vesta, the asteroid goddess who's related to the Vestal Virgins of Rome, uh, women who gave up a normal life and entered into sacred selfless service for the greater good of the society. So uh, I roughly translate Vesta into service to a higher cause that doesn't directly benefit you except for the joy it gives you. And what's Uranus? It's paradigm shift, uh, possibly shaking it up. It's a square, some possibly harm, you know, challenging stuff. So look carefully at whatever you're supporting. What, what are you doing charitably or volunteering to do? Ask yourself, do I still feel the excitement is this something that really revs me up? I love doing it after I've given this service or given this money or however I'm supporting this thing. Do I feel really good about it? Does it give me the warm, fuzzy glow inside, the enthusiasm? If that's the case, carry on. Or if there's something new you're excited to support, get into it. However, if you're doing some kind of service and it's, it's out of your passion zone, ask yourself, do I really want to continue this thing? Um, one concept I'm working with a lot recently is the four zones. And... Um, very briefly, the zone of incompetence is something you can't do well or shouldn't be doing anyway. Zone of competence, yeah, I can do it well, but I'm not particularly passionate about it. Others could do it as well. The zone of excellence is the tricky one because it's stuff you are really good at and maybe you're making a lot of money at it. You're getting a lot of approval from people for it, but it's not your true passion. And then there's the zone of genius, the thing that you're really excited about doing and you're really good at it. And very few other people can do this thing like you can. In other words, you know, you do this kind of thing in the zone of genius. Say, man, this is what I was put here to do. This is my jam. And, and I'm going to relate that to here. If there's a worthy cause you're promoting, are you, are you excited about it? Is it juicing you? Is the service you're giving, the support you're giving to this thing in your zone of genius, the specific thing you're here to do? 
And if so, then by all means, uh, put more energy into that service that you're giving. That ends September 4th, and that ends our, um, our events for the week, actually. Uh, I want to give big thanks to all the listeners who replied to last week's question. I asked whether I should repeat an aspect patterns interpretation if it starts and peaks during different podcast episodes. Uh, obviously, I did that a bunch this week because I got several responses and every single person said, yes, repeat those interpretations. And so I will keep repeating them based on the unanimous response saying, yes, keep doing that. And now, as I continue to check in, it's time for my next question. For a while now, I've been including bonus aspects in the podcast and video that are not in my written interpretations. Do you like hearing about the bonus aspects? Or are they just confusing overkill that detract from the more important events of the week? I would love your feedback on that. Uh, please leave me a comment on this episode's blog post or email me at astroshamanbenjamin at gmail.com or text me at 828-338-9852. Thank you. I do appreciate your feedback. I am, as I sometimes do, you know, looking at the things I'm doing here and asking, should I keep doing it? Should I change it? Is this one of those uh, little things, one of those thousand things I can do 1% better, that kind of thing. Uh, I want to remind you about a significant new feature in my Awakening Plus online membership for spiritual support. It brings the archive alive like never before. The Awakening Plus archive is a treasure trove of transformational processes. It stretches back almost five years, contains over 250 events. Members tell me that these archived events are just as life-changing as the live calls. The, the divine energies are there right in real time during the recordings. But until now, it's been easy to get lost in all that content. How is a member supposed to choose which archived events to experience? That problem has been solved thanks to the new Awakening Plus Best of Guide. It sorts the archive into 11 categories and then lists and ranks the best events in each category. Categories are even sorted into four groups, more gentle, more intense, most intense, and other categories. Let this Best of Guide point you toward the archived events that will help you most. Strategically accelerate your evolution with the most effective Awakening Plus processes. Everyone, including those who are not yet members, is welcome to read about these best of the best Awakening Plus events, which have helped so many heal and awaken more deeply. Each event title links to its password-protected event recording, which does require membership to access. On a related note, everyone's welcome to participate in most live Awakening Plus calls for free. These calls support your individual healing and awakening and also support the current global spiritual awakening. Our August events are complete. I'll announce the September schedule on the next episode, but in the meantime, here is next week's event. We do, as we do every week, New Earth Support, Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. As always, we'll create our sacred container, invoke embodied awakening, and then flow energy to support the more awakened new earth currently blossoming. The divine always rewards us with personal spiritual upgrades and profound bliss. These events last an hour or less, typically. It is our first show of the month, which means it's time to announce our free session winner for September. This time it's Christy Anderson. This is the only Christy who has registered since I restarted the free drawing pool a few weeks ago. As a reminder, 
I've mentioned this a few podcasts ago. If you previously entered by sending in your chart information, you need to sign up again for the free drawing. There is a link in the show notes that will take you to a sign-up form. Just enter your name and email and you will be in contention. One upside of this is that with the number of entrants currently at just 34 people, the chances to win a free session just got a whole lot better. Uh, before I made this shift, there were hundreds of people who had sent in charts. So your odds just really got a ton better at, at your chance to win. Your entry will also sign you up for my Astro Shaman News emails. If you already subscribed, don't worry. Your subscription will stay like it is. But I give away an additional free one-hour session to subscribers to the Astro Shaman News, which actually gives you two chances to win each month. So that is obviously awesome. Thank you for being here. Once again, I'm Benjamin Bernstein with astroshaman.com. I can serve you with astrology readings, shamanic healing, awakening activation, astrological event timing, and my one-of-a-kind life coaching. All my one-on-one services are equally effective in person or long distance, and I've dropped my rates during the pandemic. I also offer an unbeatable price on SolarFire, the number one astrology software for Windows. And as I mentioned, I run the Awakening Plus online membership for spiritual support. You can learn about all this and more at astroshaman.com. And the show notes uh, this week are at astroshaman.com slash 549. Just go to A-S-T-R-O, S-H-A-M is in mother, A-N is in nancy.com slash 549. Please reach out if you have any questions. My email is astroshamanbenjamin at gmail.com. My number for voice and text, 828-338-9852. I would love to connect with you. We're wrapping up this episode. Once again, please leave me a rating, review, or comment wherever you're getting this episode so others like you can find it. This Week in Astrology is honored to be chosen as one of the internet's top 10 astrology podcasts. Check out our website where you can hear the show and subscribe to podcast updates. And if you have not already, be sure to click the link in the show notes for those two chances to win a free Astrology Plus session with me each month. Thanks again for spending this time with me. Stay safe, stay healthy. I wish you infinite blessings as the stars light your way.